We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live once again. It is the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. And there he goes. (laughs) I'm back. I'm back. This is this is how it goes, oh, Kellen. This is how it goes room. every single morning. Every single what morning, if something happens. It can't be all the way over there. <laughs> anyway, the guy you see that keeps jumping out of the screen is the one and only Jeff Goodman. And we are thrilled to be joined today by Kellen Sampson, coach on the Houston staff. Kellen, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, doing well. Good morning, guys. What's so up? Man? Are you uh, are you, are you ready for this? Are you excited? Are you are you itching to kind of play this game? It's the Final Four, man. Yeah, you know it's it's um, obviously it's different because you never went home, but but in some ways that's good. You know, you didn't get our kids. I don't think. I mean, the bubble is kind of the buzzword. They've been in a bubble, and so um, we've actually been able to keep our paws on them, keep our our hands on them. Um, yeah, kind of been able to to mentally and emotionally kind of keep them governed a little bit. You know, sometimes when you when you uh, play these huge attention-drawn games and then you go home, boom, you lose them. Um, but here in the bubble, <laughs> it's kind of strange. You win this huge, massive game. There's no massive crowd waiting for you at the hotel. Um, there's there's no additional hoopla. You just go, okay, well, hey, film at, film at 8.30 tomorrow morning. We'll see you guys, we'll see you guys then. <laughs> like you said, though, they don't get their heads blown up. No, no, no. And, uh, you know, uh, there are some definite advantages to playing this year in the bubble. There's some definite drawbacks. Most notably, there are no haircuts inside the bubble. Um, I'm running extremely low in toothpaste. Uh, Some other key essentials have uh, uh, definitely missed them. Got to do what you got to do. So, hey, are you at all, like, is is this – Storyline about your dad and redemption. Is this too much, Kellen? Is this like overdone where you're sick of hearing about it and and it should be more about your players? Or do you understand where we're coming from with this and you embrace it? Yeah, I mean, I think that, again, you wish it was all about your players. You wish it was all about this moment. They got four years to do this, you know, or two years or however long they're with you. You know, this is their really their one shot. And the hope for us is that, you know, my dad's going to keep having multiple stabs uh, uh, yeah. this thing. You know, obviously we're not reckless enough to think that 
not realize how magical this is for him. Uh, he's been doing this 32 years and he's been twice, but uh, hopefully we've built the program to where uh, this isn't out of reach uh, again. But I, I, I certainly get it. Uh, it's the first time that uh, he's done it. It's in a state that he obviously has a lot of history with. Um, and and for a lot of the country, I think people understood that, that what we were building, we were, okay, Houston's, you know, they're, they're pretty good. And then boom, dang, Houston's really good. You know, they, you know, and uh, you can get to a final four. And so maybe it's the first time that people uh, have been able to, to, to write about him or, or have emotion about him again. And so uh, we're, we're not oblivious to that, but like you said, we wish it was about our kids. So when you guys first got to Houston, the the arena that you were playing it was it the uh, the Hoff Heinz Pavilion wasn't exactly the greatest facility in the world. Um, you know, I, I've always kind of felt like Houston was a place where if you were able to tap into some of the talent within that state and within that city specifically, it's something that you could really kind of grow. So, do you feel like you've gotten to uh, where you wanted your goal to be um, when you first got this job? Yes. Um. You know when we when you took it over, but but you know uh, how bad the facilities were, and the fact that that it was that it was a program that needed to be built um, had pretty good bones, but needed to be built um, was the reason he, he he got excited and took the job. You know I don't know if if uh, especially with what had happened uh, at his previous stop in college, if you know if it was already built, if he would have been as excited, but. You know, the bones of this job were, were really good. There was a commitment from the administration. Mac Rhodes, believe it or not, who's now the AD at Baylor, uh, was the athletic director who hired us. Um, and he was adamant and extremely genuine and forthright that their facilities weren't where they needed to go and weren't where they needed to be. But there was a commitment to to get there. Um, and it was some blind faith on my dad's part to, to trust him and trust that, that it would happen. Um he had to throw a couple um, tantrums, for lack of a better word, uh, in order to, to kind of keep making sure it happened. I mean, there was there was supposed to be a construction fence on our about our facility pretty early, and it wasn't. And uh, he went bonkers. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just went bonkers. And I'll be daggummed in 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 a week. There was a construction fence uh, up there, and so. You know, the bones of the job were good because, like you said, the, the, the community is so talent-rich at basketball. They care about basketball in our community. Um, they didn't always care about Houston basketball, but they uh, the kids play basketball at a really high level in Houston. Um, and then the, the people that were in leadership positions um, gave us a chance to be great. And, um, you know, seven years later, here we are. I'm going to need a, a scouting report on your dad's tantrums right now, now that you brought it up. Oh, man, he is. And, again, I've gotten it. I've gotten the, their varying levels of intensity. You know, it's, <laughs> hey, did I rent his golf clubs out to some neighborhood kids while he's recruiting mad? Uh, <laughs> you know, good. did I trade a little paint with his car and I'm trying to cover <laughs> it up? <laughs> hey, you did it all. Let's face oh, it, Kellen. You did it all when you were younger. I, 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 you know, I had. You know, people say like, um, you only have an older sister. Hey, I had like a hundred older brothers. Um, you know, I was hanging around locker rooms since I can remember, and so 
you know, letting those knuckleheads just kind of influence me and they'd kind of say something. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, that must be pretty common. Huh. That's not common. <laughs> so I was I had a little bit of a wild streak, but, uh, you know, my dad, I called him chief, 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 chief is a, uh, you know, he runs so hot, so fast, and he's got this huge bleeding heart. And so when he's mad, he is mad. Uh, but he forgives in a in drop of a hat. Uh, he's not, a, and he's not a slow burn. Uh, that man can go zero to 60 really, really quick. <laughs> All right, so I was watching you guys. I've, I've known you a long time since you first yeah. broke into the business. And uh, when you guys got to the Final Four the other night, I was watching that embrace and I, I'm not, I'm not just saying this, man. Like that was one that I almost started crying just watching you guys. And, and again, I, I know what you guys have both been through, right? Mm-hmm. I know what your dad went through, you know, in 2008 and how hard it was for you and to get back when you never thought he'd get back here at that point. You never thought he'd even get back in college basketball. Like what did that mean to you? Like how emotional was it? Yeah, I think I was almost surprised by how emotional it was. Um, you know, we're, we're a basketball family. You know, this is what we do. Our, 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 my sister's on staff. We're all 1,000% immersed in basketball. And so we had a, a, an extreme understanding and appreciation of what the Final Four is. That this is not, you know, we didn't win the, the Rainbow Classic. You know, this wasn't, you know, a big... Uh, non-conference road win, um, you know, at, at Texas A&M. This was the final four. Uh, it's the ultimate college sport, you know, spectacle, um, as, as big as it gets. And and I know what it means for a coach to have taken his team to a final four. He's now taken two different programs to a final four. Um, and I knew how big of a moment it was for uh, for him and his legacy and, and, and how it starts to redefine um, kind of him. Um, and then, look, we, we, we got told no a lot at Houston. We got told that, that people just don't care about Houston basketball. Uh, it's not that big. You know, you're just not that big of a deal. Um, pro sports town. So it's a, and it's not just a pro sports town. You know, Houston's a superstar town. Now, at one point in time, we had Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, J.J. Watt, Deshaun Watson, <clears throat> and the gaggle of Astros right. who won the World Series. Um, it, it's really hard to carve out a niche in, in our city, and we did. And we and and we we'd become something locally, but then nationally, we just hadn't quite uh, gotten there. And to have finally gotten there after, you know, I, I said this the other day, but. You know, people put a period after my dad's name. You know, they didn't write a comma. You know, they said Kelvin Sampson. They said whatever they said, period. You know, they didn't bother to include that he would write a postscript. There was no PS. There was no, you know, indention, no next paragraph. It was a period. Um, Very true. And, and for, for him to put his own comma next to his own story and, and just keep writing, um, it, that, that hug was the culmination of of just belief. I want to ask you about Quentin Grimes and, and the development that he's had and, and the growth that he's had since he got to that program. We we had him on the uh, the stadium show that we do 
um, what was it, three weeks ago, Jeff? And yeah. um, he doesn't we know anything about hockey, Kellen. Nothing about hockey. No, nothing about yeah. hockey. But it, I, I think it's I think it's a great story for kids that may not necessarily um, reach what they want for their their first destination. You know, he was supposed to be a one and done. Uh, ends up having to transfer out of Kansas. Ends up with you guys. Has an All American season. Back on the NBA radar. I think it's it's um, a great story of um, keeping uh, keep working hard, keep working hard, right? So I'm just kind of like, what what was what has the process been like for him since he since you guys got him, and um, how how rewarding has that development been? It just I, I think it's just a credit to fit. You know, um, we were at a spot, and I don't know if Kansas ever Kansas didn't need him to be successful. They were hoping he'd be successful, obviously, but they didn't need him to be successful. Coach Self's built a, a program that isn't reliant maybe necessarily on one guy um, being successful. He didn't have rock star success throughout his freshman year. He had the big night. Um, there were I don't know if there was a commitment and a, a really belief to just kind of ride it through with him. We, we had to. He's a Houston kid that came home um, that was built to be um, something really, really significant. There was there was a crazy belief in, in of us in Quentin, and we had to make it work. Um, and I'll give Coach, uh, my dad, a lot of credit, but Coach Qantas White gets a lot. She deserves every ounce of credit for instilling, reestablishing Quentin's confidence in himself. Um reestablishing um, you are, you're not just a ball player. You're a dude. You know, you're, 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 you're a guy that don't strive to hear your name called. It should be your goal to have commissioner silvers call your name. Um, and that was so much of our conversation is look, that that goal isn't out of reach. You're that level of player. That goal isn't out of reach. And so, he just took a, a, a little bit of a different journey, but he found the right fit for him. Um, you know, what a great kid, uh, great kid too. I, I'm going to, you know what today he's probably got some media availability. I think I'm going to go in there and hit him with some more hockey questions. Just, you know, what? you could ask Quentin about baseball. You could ask Quentin about football and it's going to be the same thing. <clears throat> that dude is wired for basketball. <laughs> he's so, all right. Give, give, Give us and give uh, the people watching now before we let you go because you, you do have a busy schedule today to prepare for the game. I heard, I heard you play tomorrow. <laughs> I heard you play too. What, what's, what's the schedule like for you today? Like give people a quick Cliff Notes version of, of what you guys have on tap today. So, you know, it's interesting. They give you times that like as a staff you can work out. So we have like cardio time that you can work out eight to nine because then they got to clean it. Um, and then breakfast at nine 30, we'll do team film at 10. We'll depart for the arena at 10 30. We get, uh, 40 minutes in for a, a team practice, public practice. Uh, then you got to selected people do media availability, which means I get to get the hell out of the way. Um, you don't, they, they don't get you, huh? They're uh, not as lucky as us. Uh, yeah, that's not a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> Then um, uh, we're back, and then we get like a, a private practice here at the at the convention center, which is attached, and you can go an hour and a half there. And then look, we're we're in our rooms, we're in the bubble. Um, 
Yeah, they instantly did a cool thing, and they give you like three. When you made the final four, they set aside three game rooms for us. So we've got ping pong, cornhole, and then like ten different video game setups for our guys. And then the coolest thing, and we've just been killing as a staff, but seven foot indoor court where like you can play jam basketball. Uh, and so it's like in this big old like banquet hall and they've taped down a floor with seven foot goals. And so we've just been kind of getting after, yeah, it's been pretty cool. I'm just waiting for the, uh, the announcement that Dejan Giroux has a sprained ankle because he was playing jam, jam basketball against Kevin. Staff <laughs> has been playing jam basketball. Who, who, who's the, uh, the best ping pong player on the team? On the team. I would say Ryan Elvin. Walk-ons is pretty really? good. But the best player in the program is Hollis Price. He's ridiculous. Is he that good? He's one of those guys. Like, we'll play tennis or golf, whatever we're doing in the offseason. Yeah. It is gross how good he is at everything. Really? Yeah. Like, he's one of the most coordinated human beings I've ever been around. And then he's got this right – I mean, that's why he was an All-American. But he's got the, the most perfect temperament ever. He doesn't get too emotionally high, never too emotionally low. So, like, if, you know, we're playing tennis in the offseason. Um, like, he's so aggravating because he never gets mad. He never makes a mistake. He never breaks his rag. I mean, I'm like a mini McEnroe. Um, just smashing, uh, you know, mosquitoes in the air because, I, I, you know, I'm terrible and I'm trying to make Federer shots. And he just sits in the middle of the court and, you know, just returns everything and waits for me to show up. But he, he's the most he's the most coordinated, gifted dude I've ever been around. I've known him since I was twelve years old. It's awesome, man. It, it's 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 been fun uh, watching you and your dad uh, accomplish what you have. It really has. I mean, again, we've known each other a long time. Yep. I know how hard that was. I know the impact it made on you. And uh, to have him back here, I mean, it's just got to be so cool for you to see that legacy, right? Like, and to see him happy. To see him happy, smiling, and people heaping praise on him, and now saying the shit of like, yeah, yeah, impermissible phone calls. <laughs> what would we do? Yeah, it, you know, it just, um, you know, this this was the, you know, like we talked about, this was a great fit for Q. Yeah, um, Houston was a great fit for my dad. You know, they allow him to to be who he is. Um, you know, it's one of the best parts about Houston. It, again, it's just a superstar city. In, in two weeks, he's going to be able to walk through the city of Houston and be unrecognized. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm not so sure. No, but, but as far as, you know, there's just so many mega stars um, and there's so many things coming and going and it's perfect for him. You know, he, he's, he's not, you know, his ego is not to the point where he needs to be, you know, stroked or, or, or interviewed or, or feel like he's all the, the, the hip buzz guy all the time, you know, um, this, this 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 job is the most perfect job in, for for him in that regard, and, and we're, I'm just tickled to death that he found it. Well, get get your work out. You still have uh, 42 no, minutes no, left. No, maybe? no, 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 no. We had to, we had to go earlier, so we'll do breakfast, and then we got to hit the road to. Uh, All right, the road well, to we appreciate it. Uh, congrats. Good luck. I did pick Baylor to win it all before the season <laughs> and before the tournament. I have to tell you, they're pretty good. In case you haven't noticed. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I saw them for about 10 minutes and whoa, well, I yeah. get why they're here. 
<laughs> yeah, they're good. They're very good. But listen, you guys are tough as shit. You're good too. Uh, let, let's let's have a hell of a game tomorrow night. And uh, again, congrats. We appreciate you joining us, and uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds good, brother. Thanks, Thanks Kellen. I'm in. That was good. Love Kellen. Love him. Absolutely love him. I've known him since, again, he was a kid. He was like a GA at Oklahoma for Jeff Capel, I think, when I first met him. And and uh, he's going to be a really good head coach. A really good head coach. Like I He's would, got the temperament for it. He's got, he definitely has yeah. the temperament for it. I'm surprised more. He's the coach in waiting for his dad, but his dad could go seven more years and it wouldn't surprise me. I think for the right spot. Like, if I'm Texas Tech, I'm going to make a run at, like, Kellen Sampson. Yeah, Why not? I'm, there, there's a lot of people that would be good for that job, and I think Kellen is one of them. You'd be in the mix. You'd be in the mix. Um, all right. So, uh, I figure for the rest of this, we got about 10 minutes left before we get got to get out of here. We could just kind of answer some questions if anybody has them in the chat, uh, if you want to drop them in there. Um, the first one we got, Jeff, is Mark Turgeon in the mix for any jobs right now? No, not really. Not really. I, I thought he might be in the mix for Oklahoma. I don't see that happening. Um, I think Turge has another year, at least in Maryland. You know, the other job I thought maybe would have fit him was if Isaac Brown didn't get Wichita State going back to Wichita. But I just don't think there's anything that really fits him right now. Now, again, there may be some more stuff that opens at this point. Like, we don't know, if, you know, what happens at Arizona. If other coaches retire, like we saw Royal Williams retire because they're, you know, they're frustrated with the way the sport's headed. And, um, yeah, when, you and I didn't talk about Beard yesterday at all, did we? No, because it happened. Remember, it literally – so for the people that weren't watching, um, Jeff and I jumped on a stream just to kind of talk a little bit about Roy Williams, and he ended the stream saying, hey, hey, listen, I got to go. Uh, Jeff, wait, one more thing. I have – to go. <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait, I got one more question for you. I'm like, no, 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 no questions. I'm out. I'm out. And I should have broken <laughs> it on the stream, but I, I the problem was I got a text, and, and often when I get a text of that magnitude, you want to hear it, right? So I called the yep. second source just to make a hundred percent sure I could hear it with my own ears. And and yeah, so I had to get off the phone, uh, off the, the stream on that one. But that that to me, that was the home run hire of the of the whole carousel. Like, I don't think there's any question that Chris Beard at Texas, and I just saw somebody just sent me a um, a video of Herbie Kirby Hokett, the Texas Tech AD, and they oh, asked him. His, yeah, I didn't see this, but it said uh, asked if he was frustrated at all with how things ended with Chris Beard. Quote: Frustration would be a kind word to summarize it. I, I Listen, I get it in some ways. Okay, I understand it in some ways. They gave him the opportunity. He's done an incredible job and had them uh, on the brink of winning a national title. And Lubbock, I also – and they were going to pay him more money. They were also going to pay him more money than Texas. So, mm-hmm. obviously, the, yes, everything was in place. They did all they could. The bottom line is Lubbock isn't Austin. Texas Tech isn't Texas. And the other part is he went to school in Texas. That's his alma mater. Like, that does play in a little bit, although I think even if you took that out of the equation, Texas is still a higher upside job. It just is. Yeah. When you have the chance to go uh, um, 
Oh God. Oh God. What? Look at the screen. Look at the screen. Oh Jesus Christ. What is this, Hummel? Hummel, don't you have to prepare for the three on three? Seriously, man. Go, way, get, go get the workout in. Go do some Hummel, sit-ups. I think I might I might stop by. I might stop by. not to see Hummel. I have no I have no interest in going to the three on three to see see Robbie. They want me to they want me to come on at like twelve fifteen or twelve forty five. Um just and I was gonna do it from my hotel room here. But when I find out that my favorite player in college basketball this year is playing in the three on three, and nobody had told me this until I just saw it. Who is my favorite player in college basketball this year and last year? Doster. Oh man. You have you have so many of them. Mac McClellan. I do have a lot of them. Huh? <laughs> Ryan Daly. There you go. There you go. He is playing in the three on three. So I, I may go down to see Ryan Daly because I did not get a chance to see him this, this season. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, uh, Hummel, I might end up seeing you there. <laughs> Hummel said, Hummel said, I'm sure good. I can prepare and have myself as the person carrying this network. Okay, Hummel. All right. A couple more questions. Jeff, we got a good one right here. What is going to happen uh, to John so they're, they're, Yeah, they're in the midst of the investigation with Cincinnati coach John Brandon. Um there's been a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. They're talking to players. They're talking to coaches. You know, I think ultimately what they would like to do is part ways with him and not have to pay him. So they're trying to get enough info so they can fire him uh, with cause. But if they don't get enough, which I'm not sure they're going to get enough to fire him with cause. You know, some things have happened there. But I think I told you this. I've talked to a couple of former players. And they said, like, no, there's not, like, physical or, or no. emotional abuse you know, we lost trust in him. He did some things that that made it so all the players have lost it's the, trust. It's the mental. It's the mental warfare. It's trying to pit teammates against each other. It's being a a bad leader. It's not. It's yeah. not to the level of the Greg Marshall stuff. It's just no. like it's it's the it's the it's the handbook and how to how to not be a good coach and how to not build culture within your program. Um, so right. I don't know if that's Is something that that enough you- to fire somebody and not have to pay him the four point whatever million dollars. Probably not. Like they're probably okay. going to either pay him or make a deal, work out something. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give you a quick example from from what I was told was one of the things that was happening is that he would bring uh, one player in for a team meeting and just kill one of the players' teammates and be like, yeah, this is the reason why we're not winning. This kid's terrible. Yeah. Um, it's all on yeah. him. Like you need to talk to him. You need to get him to wake up. And then he would send the first kid home and the kid that he was, he was killing that blaming everything with, he would bring him into the office and then say that, uh, yeah, the reason why we're losing is the first kid that was in here. He's playing terrible. He's horrible. Um, yeah. We need to talk to him. We're going to have to get him up out of here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, He talks like, shit he, about players to other players, which is just stupid. Stupid. Yeah. All right. Um, here's another one. Yeah. With more than a thousand transfers in the portal right now, is college basketball in a healthy spot? No, I mean, and this is my problem. And I get it. I've talked about this at length with Jay Billis, you know, spearheading this this movement to have players' rights. And and ultimately, listen, this was the NCAA uh, going to put the one-time transfer waiver in because they want to give, right now, college basketball players everything else but NIL. So they're going to say, like, we'll give you everything. This is Look what we did. We gave you one-time transfer waiver. We gave you this. We gave you that. But we're going to put guardrails up on, on NIL. So – that's kind of what's going to happen here. But, you know, ultimately, I understand players' rights and the fact that, yes, it's good for the player that they don't have to sit out if they transfer. 
That's great. It's great for players. It's horrible for college basketball. It's horrible for the, the quality of the game and the fact that you're going to have next year, every team in America is going to have turnover of over 50%. I think somebody, Fanta told me last night, St. John's has two players left right now on their rotation, among their rotation guys, Posh Alexander and one other. Um, but everybody else is either in the portal or, uh, or, or Champetti's put his name in for the draft. So, yeah, I, I just I think it's going to be bad for college basketball, good for the kids. Well, you got to find a balance somehow. Matt Painter had the best idea, and, and they should have done it, which is you can have the one-time transfer, but it can't be after your freshman year. It's got to be after your, your, your sophomore or, or junior year. So uh, here's – I think you're right. I think that there's there has to be a middle ground somewhere where you don't restrict the players' rights, but you can also um, make it so that there's an incentive to stay. Uh, maybe it's something like when you open up the NIL, you're you can make you're allowed to make more money. Uh, the school is allowed to pay you if you if you don't transfer for your second year or something like that. There's 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 got to be a way to be able to do it. Um, I do, however, want to reserve judgment on exactly how bad the transfer thing is until after the season, because there's just so many unique circumstances surrounding this specific year. Why the number of transfers is going to be higher? One, we're coming off of a brutal season where players weren't able to build that team chemistry. They were isolated. There's going to be a lot of pent-up and hurt feelings because of the way things went yep. down. Like, it was just – it was a shitty year for everybody. And if you don't have a great year at the place that you're at, you're more apt to transfer. So let's wait until we have a normal season to see, like, what kind of impact that transfer market will have. The other part of it is that seniors are allowed to come back. So instead of having freshmen, sophomores, and juniors that right. are looking to transfer, now you have Every the seniors that are allowed to come back next season. Yeah so, yeah, so you have – instead of having three classes of players that are trying to transfer, you're adding a whole nother class of players to the transfer yeah. pool. So I think that that's going to help bump up the numbers too. So before we completely blow up this idea of just having one free transfer, let's wait until we get it coming after a normal season to uh, to really kind of evaluate that. So that's you're, – you're right that if it's like this, we have there, there has to be a better answer than – than, than a free-for-all. There has to be some way where we, where we can create an incentive for players to want to stay without restricting their rights to be able to go, which I think is probably the answer. Um, but I don't think that this is necessarily uh, – necessarily. all right, here's the last one that I have for you, Jeff, and we're going to get out of here after this um, because got? it's something I've heard, I've heard quite a bit about. Uh, uh -oh. There's been a lot of smoke around this name uh -oh. when, it comes to North, when it comes to North Carolina. Would Mark Few, uh, if he wins the title, be tempted to I leave? Great, I got a great column coming on that probably today or tomorrow um, about the one job, and I'm not going to give it away, the one job that Mark Few was tempted to leave Gonzaga for. Okay, so no, he's not going to Carolina. You can, yeah, I, I tried to explain, I tried to explain to people no the chance. other day that, that part of the reason he loves Gonzaga is because he can hop in his car, he can drive 90 minutes, he can go fly fishing in the Rockies, Right. And then drive back to campus, go to go to practice, show up 15 minutes late, and cut off shorts and and uh, and flip flops, still smelling like fish and river and all that, uh, and be able to do that whenever he wants. He works. He has a 40 hour work week at Gonzaga. How many head coaches at that yeah. level like have a 40 hour work week? He's not. If he wanted to leave, he could have gotten any blue blood he wanted over the course yeah. of the last yep. 20 years. Very he, true. He's there because the job is a quality of life job for him. As opposed to being a basketball job, and when and and that's I, I think you Mark can make. Jay Wright isn't going. Jay yep. Wright isn't going. 
Um, you know, you, you try all those guys. If you're Bubba Cunningham, you try him while – I mean, here's the thing. The balance that he's going to face is going to be tough because all those former players want a Carolina guy. And, and your Jerry Stackhouse thing just isn't going to work because, frankly, from every indication, um, Stack wanted to be hired by Roy on his staff, and that never happened. So that that's Roy's going to have some juice here. Like, Roy's going to be able to say – Hey, here are the guys I want. Here are the guys I probably don't want. Um, I, I think Wes Miller and Hubert Davis are the leaders of the the guys in the family. And I think if you're Bubba Cunningham, and he kind of said that to me last night, like, hey, listen, so I flat out asked him, I said, hey, are you going to go Carolina guys first? And if you don't find a Carolina guy that you love, then you go to the, the heavy hitters? And he said – "I." No, not really. Like That's not what I'm thinking here. I'm going to find the best person. So I think he's going to do both simultaneously. And then he's going to say, if he can get a big boy, then you can go to the former Carolina players and say, hey, here's who we got. Tony, Tony Bennett says he'll take it. You guys okay with that? Now, if it falls down to a certain level, I think that level is like a Chris Holtman. I think the Carolina guys are going to say, like, no. No, no, we don't just hope and we want to keep it in the family unless you can get a Mark View, a Jay Wright, a Tony Bennett, somebody of that ilk. I'm going to tell Chris Holtman you said that. I'm texting him right now. I'm Jeff said saying. you are not good enough to get the North Carolina job. <laughs> Jeff said you suck. <laughs> it's the truth, though. There's a top tier, and there's no, the Hall no, of Fame right. If you're going to go outside of the Carolina family, because yes. here's the thing about North Carolina. It might be the best job in all of college basketball. You get the Carolina blue. You get you get everything that comes associated with Jordan. Yes. You get to have you get to recruit players to wear Jordan brand sneakers. Like I don't think people realize how Franklin much Street's pretty good too. Franklin Street is pretty nice too over there. Well, yeah, I mean it's an awesome campus, but let's just talk about the basketball side of it. Because like look, it's, I don't think I'm really breaking news here when I say that Under Armour is not exactly the uh, the easiest thing to recruit to when it comes to putting on shoes or Adidas like the like Nike carries weight because everybody Uma, must wear Where where's uh yeah, I just got my um my Marvin Bagley's um how, <laughs> let me ask let me ask you this do you still wear your uh, your big baller brand, Leangelo Ball, signature shoes? Yeah, I got many a pair. Many, many a pair, man. I, imagine if they made those. Leangelo Ball. Those are going to be collector's items in, in, in 50 years. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not I'm not going to. I'm not going to pump up that comment all right anyway jeff you have to go shower you have to go get changed because we have to record a show in 26 minutes so go get it done you slob you mess look at this i'm all i'm all dressed up i'm looking dapper as hell and we got this guy over here looking like you know why because so- i just had to go down to the laundry room again i had a second my second run to the laundry room here at the residence inn so uh, i gotta run down and make sure those clothes are are are, are dry at this point otherwise this is Look, what I'm wearing. Jimmy, I, don't think, I don't think anybody is stealing your underwear. I promise you. No one is going into those drives and stealing your underwear. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. If they are, they have bigger issues than I have. Oh, I yeah. have many. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We, uh, we're going to have Later, a fun guest tomorrow morning to be able to break down the games in detail. Uh, one of my favorite guys to talk hoops with. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.